the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When God announced that he would send a Savior, through whom was he going to send the Savior? Through a family. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and so forth. When God designed the Old Testament priesthood, what did he design the priesthood around? A family. Levi and Aaron and their descendants. God chooses families. He always has. And God chose this family, of which both Jesus and John the Baptist were a part, to bless all of us with salvation. Welcome to the Monday edition of Study Verse by Verse. I'm Mike Trout, and our teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely, and he's going to continue in the book of John on this broadcast. If you would like to know more about us, you can find out the details on our website at studyversebyverse.com. You can also check out the information on Church of the Highlands at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Pastor Layton has taken us through the first seven verses of the book of John, and we continue from there. Verse 8, he was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Now, this verse is expresses in a negative form what was expressed in the previous verse in a positive form. You remember we talked about that last week, how often in John's writing he'll say something in a positive form, and then he'll follow it up in a negative form for the purposes of emphasis. So he identifies John's limitations. He says that John was here to bear witness. That was the purpose for which God sent him. And those who don't understand that this was John the Baptist's purpose misunderstand John the Baptist altogether. He wrote, he was not the light, but came to testify about the light. Now, you might want to turn in your Bibles to chapter 5, verse 35, John 5, 35, because it might seem that what John is saying here contradicts what Jesus says in John 5, 35. But when we understand uh, the original language, we understand that that's not the case. Uh, I'll begin at verse 31. If I alone bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. There's another who bears witness about me, and I know that the testimony that he bears about me is true. You sent to John, speaking of John the Baptist, and he has borne witness to the truth. Not that the testimony that I receive is from man, but I say these things so that you might be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice a while in his light. But the testimony I have is greater than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, the works, the very works that I'm doing, bear witness about me that the Father has sent me. Now, some of your translations may be a little bit ambiguous there and, and, and suggest an apparent conflict, but actually, in the original Greek language, there are two different words that are used. The term light, as it applies to Jesus, is the word phos, which describes the essence of light. And the word that is used to describe John is lusnos, which refers to a portable lamp. And so what the Apostle John is saying is that John the Baptist is a lamp and Jesus is the light. 
and there's no conflict when we understand the distinction in the original language. Now, devoted followers of John persisted even into the beginning of the second century. In fact, as the Christian church spread across the Roman Empire, periodically uh, the Christians would find pockets of disciples of John the Baptist. That was true uh, in even up to 20 years later because we have a reference in Acts chapter 19. It says, And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. And there he found some disciples. And he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what then were you baptized? And they said, Into John's baptism, John the baptizer. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. The great preacher, Apollos, uh, was also introduced as one who knew only the baptism of John. That story is found in Acts chapter 18. And now a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent man, competent in the Scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord. And being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he wished to go to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. When he arrived, he greatly helped those who through grace had believed, for he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, showing by the scriptures that the Christ was Jesus. So even Apollos initially was a disciple of John the Baptist. Now the next verse, verse 9, says, The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And some of the scholars are kind of divided as to their opinion. Some think that this is the summary statement of the verses that preceded it. Other scholars believe it's the introduction to what follows. I think it's logical that this verse belongs to both because it connects the thoughts that proceed with the thoughts that follow. We'll look at that verse, should the Lord tarry, when we come back together again next week. Now, we're being introduced to John the Baptist, and, and his story is interwoven through the gospel here. So I think it's to our advantage to take a few moments to get better acquainted with John the Baptist. Now, in this gospel, we're introduced to John the Baptist as a full-grown adult. But if we look at Luke's gospel, we get an insight into his very special childhood. John the Baptist had a father named Zechariah, who was a priest. He was a full-time minister, and his mom's name was Elizabeth. And the Bible tells us that both Zechariah and Elizabeth were well along in years, and they had no children. They were too old to have children. Now, Hebrew families consider children as a blessing from God. The more children you have, the more God has blessed you. And we know from the scriptures that both Zechariah and Elizabeth loved God, but God had chosen not to give them children. They've been praying for children, but God had not given them children, and now they were too old. Well, the scriptures say that one day Zechariah was on duty at the temple, and his name was chosen by Lot to go and uh, provide and offer the holy incense. And we know that that lot was not an accident. It was chosen by God because God had something very special to announce to Zechariah that day. As Zechariah was inside of the temple, an angel of the Lord appeared on the right side of the altar, 
And that angel told Zechariah that the prayers of he and his wife had been heard and that they would be answered, that his wife would give birth to a son, and when that son was born, the son was to be given the name John. And the angel said that the boy would be filled with the Holy Spirit while still inside his mother's womb, child inside the mother's womb, and that he would go forth in the spirit and the power of Elijah to prepare a way for the Lord. Now, for some reason, at that particular time, Zechariah doubted. Bad move, bad timing. Uh, The angel revealed then that he was Gabriel. Now, there's a few angels in the Bible. There's millions or billions of angels, and there's only a few angels that have a name, and Gabriel is one of the angels that has a name. He's a very special angel. Uh, He reveals that he uh, stood in the presence of God and that God gave him the message to bring uh, to Zechariah. And since Zechariah had chosen not to believe the word of the Lord, Zechariah was to be struck with silence until the baby was born. So Elizabeth got a double blessing. I guess that's all I need to say. Now, the people outside of the temple, uh, they got nervous because Zechariah was inside way too long. When he came out, he couldn't speak, and he was trying to sign to them, and so they concluded that he had seen a vision. And so after his duties were fulfilled, he was on rotation, he went home, and a little while later, Elizabeth conceived, and the Scriptures tell us she kept herself hidden for five months. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel appeared to a poor virgin girl named Mary, who was betrothed to a poor carpenter named Joseph, and announced that she would be with child conceived by the Holy Spirit. And the angel said in Luke chapter 1, And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And then after the angel departed, the story continues, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting... Came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. So the Bible tells us that John the Baptist and Jesus were related. They were cousins, and they were both raised by godly parents. This was a family that was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, those of us who are raised in Western civilization have a predisposition towards a corporate mentality And we have a tendency to discount family. But God doesn't. What was the first institution that God created? The family. Adam and Eve and the family. When God decided to send a global flood, what did he decide to save? A family. Known as family. We're inside of the ark. When God announced that he would send a savior... Through whom was he going to send the Savior? Through a family. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and so forth. When God designed the Old Testament priesthood, 
What did he design the priesthood around? A family, Levi and Aaron and their descendants. God chooses families. He always has. And God chose this family, of which both Jesus and John the Baptist were a part, to bless all of us with salvation. Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, is our teacher on this broadcast called Study Verse by Verse, an outreach of the church. And he'll come back with more from the book of John tomorrow. God was not surprised when certain people decided to reject Jesus. They were operating of their own free will, and they were held and will be held responsible for their actions. And yet their decisions were provided for in God's plan. In fact, he used the actions of those who rejected Jesus to accomplish his plan. I hope you can join us on the next edition of Study Verse by Verse. You can find out more about us on the web at studyversebyverse.com or for the church, highlands.us. Or if it's easier for you to call, the number is 650-873-4095. I'm Mike Trout, looking forward to having you back tomorrow at this same time as we open the Word of God once again to the book of John and study verse by verse.